This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The demonization of Christianity, how the military is using video games to recruit your children, and what the word of the year is really represents. It's not what they say it does. You're watching, listening to the Propaganda Report podcast, Drive Time News Blast. I'm Brad Binkley. And to start us off today, here is CNN's Don Lemon encouraging former National Security Advisor Warhawk and the very essence of the deep state, John Bolton, to jump into the 2024 Republican presidential primary. At, at what point will you decide that you want to get in? Because I don't see a whole, you know, force of Republicans who are going to come out and condemn Donald Trump for this, let alone anything, especially coming after what happened, you know, with the dinner at Mar-a-Lago with a, you know, a anti-Semite. Before he goes into his answer, which anti-Semite is he talking about? I mean, they call all of them anti-Semites. Is he talking about Kanye or Ye, uh, Nick Funtes? They just conflate everything together. They're not even specific about it. They don't even try to be. You need to be specific when you're making accusations like this. Of course, they are not because they're propagandists. I will let Bolton answer Don Lemon's question about when he's going to jump into the race. Let me take that back because you need to hear all of that. My apologies. I just get so irritated by these clips. I can't help but jump in. Here it is again. This, let alone anything, especially coming after what happened, you know, with the dinner at Mar-a-Lago with a, you know, a anti-Semite. Yeah. Well, there's a long list of objectionable behavior by Trump. Okay, so I got to stop that again there. I can't help but stop it. A long list of objectionable behavior. This coming from a guy who was instrumental in propagating the weapons of mass destruction lie that was used as justification for our 2003 invasion of Iraq, where lots of people died, including our own soldiers who were sent over there. I don't think John Bolton has the moral high ground. I mean, talk about objectionable behavior. He doesn't have the moral high ground on anybody. Yet here he is on CNN with the support of Don Lemon acting as though he does. have a specific timetable. I think, I think people are in, in a position now, however, where the presidential, the field of potential presidential contenders is in Kuwait. So there's a chance both to shape the field and to shape the debate. Uh, and I'm very interested in doing that. I, I would like to get on to real issues like national security threats to the United States and get Donald Trump behind us. Mm. But unless enough Republicans are willing to stand up and do that, it's not going to happen. And by the way, with all due respect, it won't be the media criticism of Donald Trump that takes him out of the scene. And it won't be criticism by the Democrats. Ultimately, Republicans have to do this. Now is the time to do it. Can right. One hundred percent on that. Go ahead. One hundred percent on that, says Don Lemon. 100% in support of John Bolton, a proven propagandist and liar and war hawk who led to American soldiers dying based on the weapons of mass destru destruction lie. 100% on that, says Don Lemon. 
what a crock of shist going on here in this clip. There's a lot there to dissect. I'm just going to dissect a little bit of it because we have a lot to get to today. But he said a couple of things there that were revealing to me. He said that he might enter the Republican primary for the purpose of shaping the field of candidates and shaping the debate from the inside. You know, he's going to enter for the sole purpose of that, it sounds like. We didn't say sole purpose. That is what I'm deducing from that because it doesn't sound at all like he would want to actually win. It sounds like he just wants to control the outcome. And if he has to do it from within the primary race, and that's just what he's going to have to do. Is that not what he has done already when he led the charge and shaping the debate around weapons of mass destruction in Iraq and convincing enough of the American people that those weapons did in fact exist and did in fact justify our invading of Iraq. Is this not what he has done his entire career? It's exactly what he's done. I mean, this is a guy who admitted on CNN just a couple of months ago that he has organized and led coups in other countries from his safe haven, his palace in the sky here in America. He's also lied to us again, proven to be a liar about the weapons of mass destruction. And now here he is telling us that he is going to take it upon himself to shape the Republican primary. No, thank you. No, thank you. And yet here Don Lemon is encouraging this man who not a year and a half ago, everybody on CNN pretended was the devil. Maybe even rightfully. I mean, this guy is notorious for being hated on the left. And yet the left and Democrats are sitting here saying, yes, 100% John Bolton, you killer and liar. Go, I support you in the Republican primary. I mean, Don Lemon would endorse Jimmy Savile if Savile had an anti-Trump position. Unbelievable. I don't know why I say unbelievable. I get triggered. It's not unbelievable. It's actually very believable because these are the people in media who, who get, get a platform. You have to be a total bullshit artist and liar, and they'll be like, we welcome you, snake oil salesman. Come have a platform and lie to everyone. They need people who have no morals, who have no North Star who have no principles to take these media positions because they can control all of them through these superficial bullshit that they tease out on them with carrots and sticks and money and and whatever. I mean, you would think I was talking about Stacey Abrams the way I'm getting upset today. They take these lesser of two evil positions. I mean, this is clearly a lesser of two evil position, even if they're not stating it that Overtly here, you have John Bolton, who they have the left and Democrats and even Republicans have notoriously hated because he's such a war hawk and such a liar and such a manipulator. But here you have Don Lemon promoting him because it is the lesser of two evils versus Donald Trump. That's the idea. And this lesser of two evil moral high ground, there's no moral high ground with this lesser of two evil propaganda. This is the type of propaganda that has divided and conquered the country Since the country began almost, because we are convinced that we must vote for the lesser of two evils. And anyone who stands up to this false choice fallacy and says, you know what, I'm not going to vote for either one of these. I don't want to punch in the balls. I don't want to kick in the face. I choose neither. Those people are then turned into the enemy. They're turned into the bad guy. Oh, you chose not to select the lesser of two evil candidates, which are controlled and placed there by the powers that be. 
And because of that, we're going to demonize you and say you are the reason that evil has taken over. I mean, we have fallen for this for how long now? How long will we continue to fall for this? And now they're using the Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock outcome to say, well, Herschel Walker lost because of the, the independent voters who voted libertarian. No, they, no, that's not true. He lost. First of all, he's not a good candidate. Not a good candidate at all. But he lost because the independents, most of the country identifies as an independent, were too weak to vote independent because they were convinced by this propaganda that they had to choose the lesser of two evils. It also kind of seems like Bolton is sending a message here to Trump to either join the establishment or Bolton is going to personally take him out, personally take him out. Remember that story a few months back about there was like an assassination attempt or a hit put out from Iran or something on Bolton? I don't, I don't know the full details. I just remember hearing that story and thinking, that sounds like a story Bolton put out himself to make it look like he's under attack and he's brave for speaking out. I don't believe that. Because who thinks about John Bolton, really, except when he pops into the media like this? Uh, you, know, uh, you know, another argument to that would be that he is pulling the strings and manipulating things from behind the scenes. So perhaps that would cause somebody to want to do that. But I tend to believe that an assassination attempt, most assassination attempts or assassinations, I think tend to be propaganda of the deed events where they assassinate somebody for the purpose of eliminating them, but also, and probably even more so for the purpose of making a, uh, a show of it, showing the world what happens when you don't do what the powers that be tell you to do. And it, it, it just seems like they would not waste an opportunity to make a propaganda of the D demonstration when it comes to an assassination. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but history seems to, to, to lend evidence to what, what I'm saying or, or um, support what I'm saying. Okay, so what I want to do now is I want to talk about something a little bit more wholesome, something a little less controversial. I want to talk about yay. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. As you're probably aware, Ye's been doing some interviews lately, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because I was on Sam Tripoli's show yesterday, the Tinfoil Hat Podcast on Rockfin, and we did a deeper dive on what's going on with all of this stuff. And so I don't want to rehash everything, but I do want to address a couple of things on today's show. One is that Ye has accomplished something extraordinary over the past week that no one saw coming or could have predicted because of yay, Alex Jones, Gavin McGinnis, CNN, and people like Rachel Maddow are all on the same side. They're all on the same side of an issue. That's something I don't know if I've ever seen that, but this is interesting to me because people like Alex Jones and Gavin McGinnis have been branded oftentimes it's rhetoric, it's propaganda, but they've been branded by them in many instances as anti-Semites, as Nazis. And yet here they are now on the front lines leading the charge and trying to get Ye 
to stop doing these publicity stunts where he goes around talking about how he loves Hitler and how he loves Nazis. You got Alex Jones and Gavin McGinnis trying to talk sense into Yay, saying, look, Hitler's bad. The Nazis weren't good. They were bad. You should probably stop saying that. Despite the fact that the media has spent all this time calling them these very terms, which, by the way, Alex Jones and Gavin McGinnis are not in any way anti-Semitic. They're not Nazis. They hate Nazis, in fact. And anyone who did an ounce of research on their own instead of just believing this propaganda, this rhetoric that the media spreads, would know that. But these tactics that the media uses to prevent people from actually looking into alternative sources of media and therefore undermining the control and power the mainstream sources have over information and our perception of reality, that's a topic for another time. I could talk about that all night, actually. So I will get back to Yay. And what I want to talk about in regards to him is how what he's doing can be used to further an effort that has been prevalent the past couple of years in the news. And that is this effort, this ongoing effort to demonize Christianity. Whether or not Ye realizes this, what he's been doing the past couple of weeks will no doubt be used by some to further this narrative that tells us that one of the biggest threats to our democracy right now is Christianity, or how they've begun to phrase it, white Christianity. And what Ye's been doing is making it easy for them to do this through these interviews that he's been giving, where he's talking about how he loves Nazis and loves Hitler. And unfortunately, when people like Alex Jones and Gavin McGinnis try and push back against that notion, Ye is kind of like a teenage girl whose father just said, hey, you are forbidden from dating that guy over there. And then turns around and goes over and starts having sex with Hitler right in front of their father. He's like, you tell him not to do it, he's going to double down on it. Now, maybe that's strategic. He's a public relations person. That's what he does, publicity stunts. What he's doing is he's presenting himself as, above all else, a Christian who might run for president on a platform that Christians should control America. And he's saying these things while in the same breath saying that he loves Nazis and that he loves Hitler. And he's doing all of this while sitting right there next to him is a guy Nick Funtes, I think is how you say his name, who the media has already demonized and labeled a Christian nationalist, even if he doesn't accept that label or take that label himself. Because the media, when they define Christian nationalism, they say, I I looked at a bunch of definitions, which I'll go through one of them here in a moment, but they make very clear that Christian nationalist, most of them don't take that. They don't call themselves Christian nationalist because the media gets to determine what you are. And we actually see that with the propaganda all the time. The media determines if you're a bad guy, you don't determine it yourself. So if they say you're a Nazi, you're a Nazi. If they say you're a Christian nationalist, you're a Christian nationalist, even if you say that you're not. It's messed up. Americans, I, I talk about this a lot. We always talk about how, oh, those North Koreans, they don't have a clue. Man, they're so propagandized. I don't think it's that way. I think it's more likely that people in North Korea are like, Wow, those Americans are so propagandized, they don't have a clue. It's actually arrogant, stupid, and foolish to think that we are less propagandized than the citizens of other countries, to think that we are in the know. All that means, the more confident we are that we aren't being propagandized and that we do know what's going on, 
the higher likelihood that we are completely oblivious and under the complete control of mind control and propaganda. That's just the way propaganda propaganda is supposed to work that way. It's supposed to make people feel confident that they they know exactly what's going on. Meanwhile, they're oblivious to the fact that their strings are being pulled by the powers that be. Coercing them into doing things that might not be in their best interest that they otherwise would not choose to do if they had full information. I have, I have digressed. I will get back to the topic at hand. What was I talking about? Okay, Kanye is presenting this idea that he's a baby Christian, a new Christian is going to run on a platform that America should be run by Christians, and he's there with a guy who the media already demonizes in the first place. And just to give you an idea of the way that he is presenting this, here's a clip of Kanye on Alex Jones' show demonstrating what I'm talking about. Excuse me, it's not Alex Jones' show. This is his interview on Gavin McGinnis' show. You know, Jesus loves everyone. The Bible says, do not judge. But we can call our Christian brothers and say, are you following the words of Christ? So I love everyone. I love black, white, straight, gay, rich, poor, Jewish, uh, that follow God, Zionist Jews, Nazis, uh, slave masters, slave owners, record owner, record labels. I, you know, the Joe uh, Francis that was involved with the sex tape. I love everyone. The doctor that performed the final plastic surgery on my mom, my cousin that was watching my mom. I love everyone. That is what leaning into God is. And that's the only way we cure the world is by loving. Now, as far as setting up the rules of the country, this is a Christian country and the rules of the country will be based on the Bible. We're going to realign. We're going to align the Constitution with the Bible and update it. And we're in the process of doing that right now. Okay, so he actually said a lot of positive things in there that probably nobody in the media has really reported about. He actually said that he loves, because he's talking about his walk with Jesus and that he's a Christian now, he said that he loves the plastic surgeon that performed surgery on his mother, which led to her death. And he loves his mom very much. One of his albums, I believe, is dedicated. It's about her. And He talks about his mom all the time, and he just said that he loves even the doctor who ultimately killed her, and that is what the message of of Jesus is. Jesus loved his, his persecutors. Jesus would, in fact, love Hitler. Now, is he being genuine about that? I I don't know. A lot of people use religion, whatever the religion is, to make people think that they're genuine and authentic about things that they may not be, which enables them to get away with things. I don't know what's in his mind right now about that, but the message he just delivered is a message that Jesus loved everybody, even the people who were evil. You know, pray for your enemies, stuff like that. But then he shifted to talking about how this is a Christian country and how the rules of the country, if he were president, would be based on the Bible and how they are going to update the Constitution so that it is aligned with the Bible. Now, this last little piece of that clip there is what the media will portray as being a Christian nationalist position. 
This is whether or not uh, Ye claims to be a Christian nationalist. He's probably never even heard the term because, as I said, it's a relatively new term that the media, I think the media has probably created. I've never actually heard anyone claim to be a Christian nationalist. I've only heard the media say that other people are Christian nationalists and therefore they are bad. They will definitely use this to say that Ye is one of those or he's being influenced to be one of those. And this is relevant because... The media has been claiming that Christian nationalism is a domestic terror threat. They've been doing this for quite some time now, saying, in fact, that it is one of the biggest domestic terror threats that we are facing right now. There's an article that I pulled up a, a moment ago that was published on Yale News just a couple of months ago, saying that the threat of white Christian nationalism is the ideology that inspired what happened at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. And this aligns with everything else I've read about how they're portraying Christian nationalism. They're saying that it is at the heart of what QAnon is, that it is at the heart of the domestic terror events that we experience, which they don't give any examples of that really. But even as late as yesterday, those grids, those power grids or whatever it was in North Carolina that went down that took away all of the power for a couple of days in the state, they are blaming that, they're suggesting anyway, that it was Christian nationalists who targeted those, those power, uh, wherever it was, and intentionally took them down. So they're trying to tie the idea of Christian nationalism with QAnon, with Trump, with MAGA Republicans, with people who question the election. You'll actually see that very clearly in some of the definitions we're going to read you here in a minute. But what Ye is doing is... He's saying things that makes it easy for the media to brand him in that way. And he's saying it. The reason it's easy for them is because he's saying these things about Christianity and he's saying them in the context of saying that he loves Hitler and he loves Nazis. And he's saying them, as I mentioned a moment ago, while sitting right next to Nick Funtes, who the media has already branded as a Christian nationalist. Now, I've never heard him say that he is that, but that's what the media says that he is. And the media gets to determine that because they control the platforms, most of them, and they control the perception of reality that people who view their platforms, what they believe the world to be. Basically, they want you to see Christian nationalism as a threat. They want you to see Christianity as a threat because they conflate the two together. And they want you to see yay as a Christian nationalist and therefore a threat. And then that way they can say, hey, we told you how bad Christian nationalism was. Look at Ye over there praising Hitler and praising the Nazis. They need to be stopped. They need to be taken off of platforms, whatever. It's interesting reading about how uh, these media outlets describe Christian nationalism because this has been a theme lately is these headlines and, and fear-mongering about Christian, white Christian nationalism taking over the country. Ironic, too, because now we have Kanye here, or Ye, excuse me, as someone who could very easily be branded by the media as the leader, a black rapper branded as the leader of the white Christian nationalism movement that is the biggest threat to democracy that we've faced since Al-Qaeda. They talk about it that way. It's crazy. They try to manifest this reality for their own political purposes and agendas. Disgusting. Then they conflate it with Christianity, which is very intentional, by the way. Some people will talk about them without distinguishing between the two of them. But that is because there's been a coordinated effort by propagandists to use this new, newish term, knowing that 
people who aren't familiar with it because they control the definition of it will use it interchangeably with Christianity. When they hear people who are on their side ideologically in the media say it. Here is one definition of Christian nationalism from, this is a Christian website that leans to the left. And this, this sums up, I read a bunch of different ways it was described on a bunch of different news outlets, and this sums up what all of them said the best, in my opinion. It says, Christian nationalism is the belief that, American, that the American nation is defined by Christianity and that the government should take active steps to keep it that way. Very similar to what Ye was echoing a moment ago. And then it says, Christian nationalists assert that America is and must remain a Christian nation not merely as an observation about American history, but as a prescriptive program for what America must continue to be in the future. The definition goes on to say that Christian nationalism approves of political violence and that Christian nationalism is closely linked to believing that true American patriots may have to resort to physical violence in order to save the U.S. And then, of course, as I mentioned a moment ago, the article then says To a subset of the American population, January 6th was no mere aberration. It all leads back to this creation of a domestic terrorist in America, and they try and throw everything or or all the people who question their narrative into that bucket. If you question the mask mandates, if you're vaccine hesitant or a vaccine denier or, or an election denier, as they call it, to try and brand you, they want all those people to be thrown into this bucket. And this is just another type of person that they can throw into the bucket. No, no, nobody who questions the election considers themselves an election denier. Nobody's ever called themselves that. It's, I know a bunch of people who actually have done legal investigations into this that have been railroaded. You guys know what I'm talking about. Voter GA, Garland. He doesn't walk around saying, I'm an election denier. I'm anti-democratic. No, no, no. Very opposite. He's very democratic. He's holding up the democracy by challenging the, the election. Because We must challenge elections. We must question what they tell us is absolutely true and demand that we don't question in order to uphold the democracy. So these people view themselves very differently than the media tries to paint them. And the same thing is true here. I don't know what my point was in saying that. Let me get back on track here. Then this article throws in this little commentary within their definition. It says, the next time we hear anyone confidently declare true Americans and faithful Christians should embrace Christian nationalism or that the outcomes of elections are battles of biblical proportions, this is what they do, uh, of good versus evil. We can remember how Christian nationalism is anti-democratic, perpetuates racism, and approves of political violence. I mean, what a little piece of propaganda coming from a Christian website. At least it pretends to be anyway. And then to further hammer this point home, the article goes on to include a list of things that Christian nationalists are likely to do. And here's the reason they have to include this list. Because they make it very clear that nobody's walking around identifying as a Christian nationalist. Very few people are. So how do you determine what one is if nobody is actually saying that that's what they are? Well, they're going to tell you. Here's what you look for so that you know when someone is a bad person and who's anti-democratic and violent, even though they won't say that. They will disagree with you, but here's how you know. Because we, the media, are going to tell you. It says this. We find that Americans who embrace 
who embrace Christian nationalism are more likely to, number one, (laughs) deny voter suppression is a problem. Number two, believe it is too easy to vote in the United States. They're just hitting all the talking points. These people are such puppets. It's disgusting. Number three, believe voter fraud is rampant. It's like Stacey Abrams wrote this list here. Number four, support having to pass a civics test in order to vote. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I think that that should be the case. I, I do. I think it's stupid to let the stupidest people vote. I think it's stupid to try and advocate for lowering the voting age to like 16 or 12 or 9. If we're going to lower it to 16, we might as well lower it to 4. I was an idiot when I was 16. Me personally, I don't vote in races that I have not done some research on. But they don't want us actually looking into individual candidates. They oppose that. They think that that's wrong. Both the left and the right, they both say, don't even worry about the person. Just vote for, for the letter, the R or the D. And the person that gets in there will follow through. Will they? Have they ever? I think it's very important to look in and understand the person because you could very well be electing a pedophile or a murderer if you don't. And I don't want that on my conscience. So I only vote in races, usually at the local level, not at the national level. I think it's all fixed and, and fraudulent. That I have done some research and have a little bit of understanding of the background of the people. The next one, or the last one, Support laws that would disenfranchise anyone who committed certain crimes. Okay. These are, these are talking points are filtering through here. I mean, you can see how they're clearly trying to demonize Christianity uh, along with conflating Christianity with this idea of Christian nationalism, uh, as well as conflating it with people who question the election. Not everybody who questions the election is a Christian. I'd be willing to bet there's some Jewish people and, and some Muslim people who also question the elections. I mean, we go back to 2016, we have all the Democrats questioning the election. They just compartmentalize people's brains and short-circuit people and brainwash them. It's, it's infuriating. And I think people know this, too. People know this on a rational level. They know it's all bullshit. But they get us so worked up and divided in, tri- in, in these tribal estates that people are just so emotionally driven to beat the other side that they're just like, I don't care, I don't care. But this whole idea of the evils of Christian nationalism Christianity and all that white Christianity, as they say, has definitely been a theme that they've been pushing more and more in the news and tying to QAnon and, and everything I've been talking about. And again, you have Ye sitting there saying these things, and you heard what he said that makes it easy for them to classify him that way while also saying he loves Hitler, he loves Nazis, while sitting right there next to Nick Fuentes. He is not the best guy probably to be sitting next to Kanye every time he does one of these interviews. So like even if Kanye started saying stuff that otherwise might be great, like some of the stuff he said a moment ago. I don't know much about Nick Funtes, but I've watched enough of these Kanye interviews to know that he gets a little bit too excited about the, the Hitler and the Nazi stuff. When Kanye says it, I don't believe that Kanye believes it. I, I believe that Kanye is just is being Kanye and, and he is... Like I said about the teenage girl, I think this is what he does. He always ta- he all- he's like, you tell me I can't do it, I can't say it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna say it. He 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 does that, and he's wealthy enough to be able to do that. Most people can't do that because they they don't have the money to sustain themselves when they lose their job. And you know, Kanye had his bank account frozen, whatever, but he still got four hundred million dollars he has access to. It would be better for Kanye, who talks about he, like he talks about how he's. 
he's the bulldozer that comes in. He's very emotional and he says how he feels. And he's got these other people around him who are the information. Like frequently during this interview and other interviews, he'll start saying something emotionally and be like, over to you, Nick, to get Nick to supplement what he's saying with facts and information. And Nick is very good at providing information. He does have a lot of good information. The concern for me is just the way that the way that he reacts to the Hitler stuff. And whether or not he actually is into all of that or not, doesn't matter. It's it's the way it looks. It looks like he is. He may not be. But the perception of all of this, it looks like Nick Funtes is is Ye's handler. And that he's steering him towards an ideology that is not going to be good for a lot of people. Now, that's probably not the case, honestly. I honestly think Ye is a lot smarter than people give him credit for. I mean, he's, he was a billionaire. He's very, very smart. Okay? Anybody who says Ye is stupid is stupid. Because they have most likely never been a billionaire. So, it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing to a certain extent. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what his end game is. I've said before that it wouldn't surprise me if next week he dropped an album and it was titled Jesus Loves Hitler. Because he's done this before. He's caused a bunch of stir around taking a position that someone like him is, doesn't typically take. And then, bam, new album dropped, sales through the roof. And I'd be willing to bet if he dropped an album right now, the sales would be pretty good on whatever platform he sold it through. Just, just even out of curiosity. Oh, by the way, it doesn't matter that Christianity is not the same as Christian nationalism. The media knows that. Christianity is not limited to the borders of any country. Christian nationalism is. It's, it's very different, at least in the way that they describe it. But they don't care. I mean, I think the whole reason that the term Christian nationalism has been brought into the, uh, the lexicon is to be able to rope in Christianity with it so they can demonize people when necessary. I would just look for these Christian nationalist themes to emerge as this reporting on Kanye continues, if he continues doing what he's doing, and if he actually does run for president. I don't know that he will. He actually registered to run for president in 2020 also, and he did a whole bunch of stuff too. Not this extreme, but as I mentioned, he then dropped an album, sold a bunch of records, made a bunch of money, dropped out of the race. Everything in the news right now, it's just publicity stunt after publicity stunt that does have political and real-life implications, but it also, they're often done with, with strategic intent. We'll see if this was. Who knows? All right, I know that I said that I was going to talk about the actual meaning of the word of the year, the propaganda meaning of this year and every year's word of the year, but I got backed up on time a little bit here and I have to run for a little while. And what I'm going to do is probably going to push that story till tomorrow because I have a bit of a different thought on the word of the year that is usually just kind of treated like a, a fun end of the year story. There's actually more to it than that that I'm going to talk about tomorrow. And what I'm going to do for the DMB XR, the subscriber only portion of the show, which typically I would re record right now. I'm going to record that when I get back this afternoon, and I will have the XR subscriber-only portion up on Patreon, Locals, Rockfin. I'll have that up later once I get it all recorded. It'll just be in a separate upload as this. So thank you guys for listening. And if you want to get access to the subscriber-only content that I'm going to post later that I, I post every time I post a DMB, you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and subscribe there. And what I do along with the subscriber-only content is I take out all of the ads from this show and I put this show 
in there with the XR together ad free. So check that out, Propaganda Report or patreon.com slash propaganda report. You can check out my website at propagandafight.com. And thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.